listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hey, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa, and we're the Soggy Bottom Girls. It's the semi-final. Semi-final. Very exciting. I I love that it's chocolate week. Um, again, who knew that chocolate could have its own its own thing and still be used the whole rest of the season. But, um, right. Yeah. I I don't have a ton of chocolate experience. Do you, what's your favorite bake that you do with chocolate? Do you have chocolate? Um, I am not a huge chocolate fan. I, I mean, chocolate is delicious of course. And once a month or so you want a big piece of chocolate, (laughs) but like when I make a scotcheroo, which is, you yeah. know, that Midwestern treat. I a lot of times I'll pick it off. I'll pick the chocolate off and eat it without. Um, I can't say I'm a huge chocolate. Oh, look at that face you're making. That's um, how I felt when you said you'd never had barbecue sauce or you don't like barbecue sauce. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> but you know, chocolate is delicious, but I love chocolate and caramel. I love chocolate and peanut butter, you know, that kind of thing. So I- I was making a disapproving face because I was also thinking of my sister who does not like chocolate and makes chocolate chip cookies without the chocolate chips or if has a chocolate chip cookie, she picks the chocolate chips out. So she just makes the cookie base. That probably tastes good. I'd rather eat the dough, of course, but Uh, yeah, me too. But so that, that was your disapproving face for the day. (laughs) Thank you so much. So taking off chocolate off a scotcheroo. Why not? Why not have a whole chocolate week? Who cares? We do because it's the British. What about, what about what you are? You are such a great baker. Have you done a Have you done a mirror glaze or not? But I know you have, right? I Haven't have you? No. Oh, you told I me your know. nephew or your niece wanted a Millwall glaze. That's what I was going to give a shout oh. out to my niece Scarlet, 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 who wanted a Millwall glaze. I thought for her you birthday. would have figured that out a long time ago, Allison. Yeah, her mom may have to make it for her. <laughs> okay, no, I've not done a mirror glaze, and you know, I'm not. I haven't figured out like the whole chemistry of chocolate and how to temper, right. and you know, I melt that in the microwave and throw right. it on top. So, so basically we're two idiots talking about chocolate. Week couple here. idiots never done anything with chocolate. So let's go ahead and dive in. Chocolate tart is the signature. Um, yes. I thought that was a pretty good, a pretty good challenge, except for why the chocolate pastry on top of it. It seemed that was a little too much for me. Yeah. I, and you know, Nadia, uh, hers, I know I didn't taste it was seemed Mm, like too much it was too much um to me it seemed like a delicious american treat you know with the caramel and the peanut butter i'm like well this is kind of like a peanut butter snickers Mm -hmm. is it not you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you're right that with the nuts and then some salt and oh to me hers seemed very very attractive to me like, because oh. I'm so unfamiliar with passion fruit or bay infused caramel, forgive me, Ian. <laughs> you know, um, it was those flavors are so familiar and you know they're going to work. Mm. Chocolate and peanut butter. Oh, that's a good point. Reese's all day long. 
it it looked thick and it looked clunky for mm-hmm. maybe stop maybe the word is stodgy yeah. but they did not say stodgy I, and she coated the whole top with what looked like cocoa powder to me it was a turnoff and but uh we differ on this and uh, i the judges were with you they thought it was really good she got a handshake that's right yeah Mm -hmm. so that that kind of says a lot about my taste I guess that I'm so off that you're probably um, much more refined in your taste than I am because I'm just you know Reese's and a Snickers gal (laughs) delicious um I thought that Flora's was so flora, but it was, and it was, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Honestly, I really did. The passion fruit custard and then the chocolate mousse, her decorations were so beautiful. And of course she did that extra. She made macaron. There she goes again. I don't, I don't know why, but. <laughs> and and this is the, per, you know, I just had a tirade about flora last week on our podcast about how she does so many things. But again, she made something, she made the macaron, and it detracted from her, yeah. the the quality of her bake, because he said, Paul said, if you're going to make a macaron, do it properly. She didn't make it properly, right. even though it was beautiful, and that just, that took her down, you know? Right. Yeah, I I agree, and I think that maybe Flora was one of the, oh, maybe not the first, but one of the definite standouts that falls under their style over substance comment yes. that they they give and you know I said it was beautiful though and it had yeah. beautiful layers but her passion fruit had split uh, yes it had yeah. oh well <sighs> let's talk about the mirror shine on ian's yeah chocolate and bay mm-hmm. i wonder how many is it i i'm sorry i sound like an idiot Bay leaves, he he cooked it with bay leaves and then strained them out. Right, right. That's what it was. I, I wonder how it, many yeah. you had to put in there to get that flavor. I put bay leaves in soup. Do you? I use I it for know. savories. Yeah. 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 I just thought I, that was weird. I did you feel like I did where they gave him a mixed, you know, Mary said something to the effect of you know, at the end of the day, the bay was lost. And right. then said he didn't like the flavor. So I thought, which is it? But it wasn't, it, it, I thought it did look beautiful. Um, they said too, it cut, cut well, had a nice shine. Um, they said though, which nice slam, the king of flavors missed a trick. Oh, not the king of flavors. Yeah. So sad. We should get him a crown and send it on over. <laughs> Put some bay leaves on the tips of the crown. <laughs> Good job, Ian. You're still the king to us. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Tamal, um, he said this was an American recipe that had a layer of raspberry coulis uh, and crushed pecan praline. Um, and I thought it was interesting that they brought out the fact that he was only using one filling. <laughs> wow. I actually thought it was, looked delicious and they liked it too. Yes. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Paul said he was on the fence. Do I like it or don't I? Yeah, I, I like do. It. Yeah. <laughs> the, the pecan praline seems again, very American in my opinion, but yeah. I just don't know how you get 
that kind of insight to know what flavors will work together. Like the obscure, like caramel and raspberry. No, I know raspberry and chocolate are a classic combination because I've had it before, but these guys are so creative and it sometimes blows my mind, you know, with the, the time, like T H Y M E, they put the time in with apples or something like that. I, I just don't know how, especially those young people, you know, like Flora or in the future, Peter, how they know that. Is that something that you think that you're born with? You just, or just experience? It really blows my mind. Cause like I said, let's go back to Nadia, peanut butter, chocolate, caramel, and then peanuts. Mm -hmm. All of that, please. I know that works together, but all these funky passion fruit combos I just, I have no idea how, how you would even live to know that <laughs> all these things go together. I agree. And again, is there a cultural piece? Is there, do a lot of people just naturally, I mean, grow your own herbs. My mom would never have grown her own herbs. Right. I, when I was 22 years old, I had to ask an employer how to use a piece of garlic. I, you know, my mom cooked all the time, but it was nothing inventive or uh, full of flavor or different flavors. And, you know, some of the, yeah, bay infused caramel, I never would have, th- those two things wouldn't have ever entered my mind. And Mm-mm. so is it a basic knowledge um, there? Or as you said, are you just you have an affinity for it. and mm-hmm. But you and I, we come from very similar backgrounds, you know, super middle class, born in the 70s, tuna casserole with my Jiffy Mix muffins. Mm-hmm. It, food was not like, it wasn't something that was entertainment. You know, there was no, right. w- there was Julia Child. I remember my mom watching right. Julia Child in the Galloping Gourmet on PBS. But when you think about Food Network and how it's exploded into, right. you know, we've you and I have talked off offline about how um, once you're on the British Bake Show, you're automatically a celebrity in UK. Mm-hmm. So, but nothing like that existed when we were kids. Oh my gosh, and so no. our our palates have had to learn how to handle some of these more complex flavors, and obviously, mine is not. It's not sophisticated enough to appreciate rose and bay infused caramel. That's me (laughs) having a tirade. I have to have a tirade every time, right? Every time we do a podcast to talk about something that is confusing and just outside of my wheelhouse. I was just thinking about, I believe the brand is LaCroix and their cans of chop suey. Oh, it was was very, um, you know, sort of, daring to have the chow mein noodles on top if your parents yes. were so inclined. I mean, that was exotic. Do they still <laughs> sell that? They Le- do. Choy chow mein cans? Mm-hmm. I don't Chop even want to think about it. Oh, that, <laughs> talk about making my stomach sick. I mean, I love Chinese food, but so thinking about that, you know, your mom would get out some minute rice and throw that on the top. <sighs> Gross. I know. My mom was a, was a, a good cook. Just not, not inventive or anything. As I said, I didn't know what herbs were um, that had no place in our home. Like maybe a few dried 
uh, Italian seasonings, and that was it. There was and they nothing. kept it for year after year after year after Absolutely. year. Absolutely, <laughs> don't throw that out. Oh. I know I have it in there. Yeah, yeah. No, so a anyway, a cultural thing. Yeah. Um, anybody else's tart we need to discuss here? I don't know. I just, I just have to keep dreaming about Nadia's. I, I would eat a slice of that. Absolutely. <laughs> So she kind of knocked it out of the park for that with the handshake. Oh, she sure did. She sure mm-hmm. did. Um, the technical was a chocolate oh. souffle. Yeah. I, I kind of want to make one. Um, I'm not dissuaded by them saying that it's hard. I thought about making little individual ones. That would probably be the way to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't fall as much. Yes. But um, have you made a chocolate souffle or any souffle for that matter? I never have made a souffle. And I feel like my point of reference is from like 70s television. Yeah. Like maybe mm-hmm. on the Brady Bunch where tiptoe around because I'm making a souffle <laughs> and you think, I don't know what a souffle is. And then of course somebody knocks on the door and they go to the oven and it's fallen. So it's total comedic trope of the seventies. Yes, don't slam is. the door. Mom has a souffle in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh looks like a, a really fun challenge if you can time it to eat it, you know, right when it comes out of the oven. But again, I have to figure out that folding technique, just like, yeah. you know, David on our wonderful Shits Creek show, you got to mm-hmm. fold it in. How, mm-hmm. What is the fine line between underfolded and overfolded? Because poor Ian, nice. he overfolded his, it right. looked beautiful with no white specks of the egg in there. And then mm-hmm. Nadia, not quite folded with those white specks in there, even though it tasted okay. You know, Natty had a hilarious comedic moment. I thought where <laughs> she pitches a fit and then has to apologize for her Jekyll and Hyde moment about. Yeah. What was she like? <laughs> I'm never going to make this again. Never, never. You know, just like, totally <laughs> like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm never big again in the file of never big again. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, but she, it was clearly not in her wheelhouse because she came in last yeah. Um, I thought yeah. it looked okay though. Any one of those I thought looked fine. I guess it was supposed they, to be real flat on the top and some of them were domed. I thought it was kind of sweet that Flora, who was really panicked about doing it on her own, uh, came in first and hers yep. was really good. Uh, Ian was third and Tamal was second. And Nadia is back to her old tricks of being last. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. Uh, well, I think she did think that she was in trouble despite the handshake, you know. I guess they just take it one bake at a time. And when there's just four left. Yep. You kind of have Absolutely. to do that. Absolutely. You never know. So the showstopper was a chocolate centerpiece. Oh, again with the building. Come on. <laughs> Why? I have thoughts. Okay, I, I would love thoughts. to hear your thoughts, darling. I have thoughts. Okay. Uh, you and I both love Nadia. This is not to slam Nadia at all. I love her. Not only is she amazing, interesting, beautiful. I have watched her other shows. I would buy her cookbook. Like I love Nadia. I felt as though this showstopper was labor intensive, but I wasn't impressed by it. And you I'll tell you the why. Way it looked or okay, go ahead, keep going. Because it, the 
there was no baking involved at all, which I know sometimes that happens, but I absolutely um, agree. I, I have been led to believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that modeling chocolate isn't that tasty either. It doesn't, it's not full of flavor. All of her feathers were made with modeling chocolate and the dragees, which gross, they're Mm -hmm. terrible. Yeah. You don't want to eat that. That's all for show. And then I, you know, this is a cultural thing. The Rice Krispie treats, making it into a base, super clever. But I, I like how they tasted. They're like, yeah, that's crispy. And I was like, what? That is a that is a preschool throw together yes, baked item, yes, unbaked baked item. You know, it's a classic for being simpler than simple to make. Right. And for these reasons, I... I get that she, you know, had to work with chocolate. I thought the feathers were pretty in their design, but overall I was underwhelmed. Yes. And I, I noticed she made some cinder eggs. Did you happen to look up cinder eggs? Well, please tell me what they are. Cause I did not. Uh, I looked them up and they hardly had any sort of description, but somebody said it's kind of like honeycomb a little bit, you know, how they kind of cook it up like that, but yeah. Cinder eggs were basically her her most challenging baked cooked item in her thing in her bake. I, I don't know. I I I know that there's going to be people that disagree with me, and I personally love peacocks. I have a peacock tattoo. I'm all mm-hmm. about the peacock. I just didn't think that this was um, a showstopper that was worthy of another star baker. Um, Yeah. I sort of wish they had given them more parameters, like make mm -hmm. sure there's a cake in there or make sure there's some cookies in there or Mm -hmm. whatever, because they're like, make a chocolate centerpiece. Well, to me that it's just something good to look at, not necessarily to eat. Right. And I mean, so I guess she did meet the brief. It was a, it was a centerpiece. Yeah. Um, but yet, at this, by the same token, that's what they criticized Ian for, was oh. that there wasn't enough. And I thought, well, that is also a very showstopper centerpiece. They said, I'm sure we'll never see this again. A and wishing well. and Yeah, but he baked shortbread at least. Yes, he did. And, and he his little put, bucket picked up know, that chocolate. So, so good. And he had lemon oil in his chocolate, so it mm-hmm. had some different flavor. And um, they criticized sort of the look of the chocolate work, you know, maybe not be, it was sort of dull, not all um, tempered, but um, Mm -hmm. they said, I I think that there maybe was some foreshadowing, you know, that he hasn't done enough. I don't know. Conspiracy theorist and me is coming (laughs) out. (laughs) I know. I know. They said he needed more skills. He needed to show more skills. Yeah, and I kind of I kind of disagree. And also, I will say that poor Flora makes this elaborate, over the top, multiple pieces, and they, and then she presents it, and it literally just like crumbles into nothing. And I, do you hear her just say "Wow"? And I think that was a heartbreaking <laughs> wow. Like I just worked on this for four and a half hours. And you just crumbled it to nothing. Yeah. But, um, Coco Carousel disaster. Poor Flora. And oh, and she had made that horse cutter also, which Paul, I thought. He said it looked like a dog or something, right? Yeah. I thought, when's the last time you made a cookie cutter? Yeah. We call them cookie cutters, a cutter. A stamp. Um, 
Not stamp. A stamp. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, I don't know. It was kind of heartbreaking to have that be the end. And I guess that was what did her in. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I don't have a lot to say except for that. You don't see a lot of Rice Krispie Treat situations in this show. And both she and Nadia used them. Puffed mm-hmm, rice mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. but hers wasn't even good. They said it fell apart. Right, Laura's. So right. I, I feel like I could probably make you some rice krispie treats that won't fall apart. But mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't judge me on that. I just wonder why Tamal didn't win Star Baker. He made a shortbread chocolate bell tower. He had tempered the chocolate well, according to them. The shortbread was baked well and had excellent flavors. They didn't like the piping and the detail work was sloppy, but excellent flavors. He was second in the technical and he had a really good signature. I'm trying to figure out why he didn't get Starbaker. That I is don't know. An excellent question. Do you want to ask Paul and Mary? I have them right here. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I am joking. <laughs> Can you imagine some listener? <gasps> you guys just sit there and blather while those <laughs> wonderful people are on with you. I don't know. Like you said, there has to be so much editing out of yeah. things that we just don't see. And there must have been a good reason. I feel like they make usually pretty good decisions, but you're absolutely right. Why should Flora get first and get sent home? Yeah, I don't know. I Normally I'm not this, you know, soap operatic about it or don't delve into the show this much. I really do just enjoy it for what it is most mm-hmm. of the time. But maybe it's just because I'm such a big Ian fan. I don't know. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. And he's just so know. like, you know. Well, he cries at the end of this. <laughs> he cries at the end of this episode when Nadia is leaving. Or re- with relief, I guess, that he's staying. Uh, not Nadia, mm-hmm. sorry, Flora. Flora. When Flora gets the boot. And um, yeah, I was really sad to see Flora go, honestly. But out of those four, yeah, I didn't want no. anyone to go. They're all fantastic. At least I think, you know, it just had to be probably her lack of experience being so, 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 so young. Yeah. Yeah. I I think you're right. We'll see what happens next week because, you know, we don't know who wins yet. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a secret Uh, that happened eight years ago. Yes. It is a big, well-kept secret that we're going to have to reveal the results of here. Yes. Yes. I just wonder. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> I just wonder if maybe they take some of those younger gals and guys under their wings a little bit more, you know, um, you know, not that they're that old, but Ian could probably be her dad could be Flora's dad. Maybe he's not mm. that old. I might, I might be wrong, but you know how you just kind of have that kind of heart for those younger bakers or mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. whoever you're working with. It just, it's always a heartbreak at the end of every episode. But then they come back together for the world's greatest tea party, and I just love that. <laughs> I do, too. Yes, I cannot wait. I can't wait either. But we're, for right now, we're done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls. Or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com 
And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.